Welcome to the all new William B. Henry experience. Talking to business owners, local community leaders, and just overall cool people. This season is sponsored by the Billings Chamber of Commerce. Go to www.billingschamber.com. Welcome to the William B. Experience, and I am back for season three. And I want to give a big shout out to the Billings Chamber of Commerce for sponsoring season three. And in the room with me today, um, as we kick off a new year, I am in the room and I'm excited to have Ms. Carmelita Dominguez. How are you, Madam? I'm great. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, thanks for coming on. So I wanted to have you on the show for a couple of reasons, because I know that you are really active in the community space, right? And I, and I think it's important for people to understand that there are a lot of people doing a lot of things that don't get talked about, and I like to celebrate them those things on my show. So that's why I have you here. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. So tell tell the audience a little bit about your background. Like where are you from, how you landed in Billings, and what and what you do currently. Yeah. So I um, was born in Kentucky and spent most of my life in Indiana, or most of my youth actually in Indiana. And then um, and, and in the Midwest, went to college, went to grad school in Cincinnati, and that's where I met my husband. And then we um, kind of joined him in his path um, for medicine and kind of been getting jobs wherever he goes with his next, you know, rotation or whatever it is. And so my specialty has always been in project management and marketing. And um, it brought me out, it brought us out to Seattle and we loved it out there. But on the way out there, we stopped, we drove through Montana, we stopped in Missoula. And I remember saying to him, I was like, you know, maybe we could end up here you know, and in, in Montana. Yeah. And um, when we had our first child, um, we kept going back to like, what kind of experience do we want to give our children? Where do we want to establish roots? And while we love the Midwest and while we love the West, we just felt that the outdoors was probably the most positive experience that we could give our kids. Um, and anything else we could, you know, make sure to travel to or, you know, um, right or whatever it is to our, our relatives but you know being outdoors being outside is um and we just think that is the best gift we could give to our kids and so that's how we ended up in Billings and so we bought um the uh, an allergy practice from a doctor named Dr. Fritz and that's really rare to be able to just find a allergy practice for sale <laughs> and so we jumped on it and so he has been practicing as a physician for 13 years, we've owned the practice for 13 years, and I stepped on and um, uh, managed the office for 12. So we see each other every day. We spend probably close to 20 hours a day together. Uh, well, yeah, probably. That's and, impressive in itself. I think so too. <laughs> but it works out really well. So um, I've, I've been really happy. I've stepped away from what I was doing previously in in. Uh, you know, in marketing and in um, commercial businesses and health stepped into healthcare, but I, I find it to be very rewarding um, to manage a practice, um, work with patients and, and manage employees. So, and I like it. It gives me the flexibility to still be the mom that I need to be to my kids and, and then also have the chance to do other things in the community. Love it. I love it. So, you know, I, you know, I got to bring it up because the audience can't see you, right? Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, they can't see you. They should be able to see you because you look nice today. 
There you go. So, you know, I, you know, I think it's really important because you're from Kentucky, but I would imagine if we stood 10 people up in the room, not one of them would think you were from Kentucky. No, right? no, 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 no. So tell us a little bit about that background, because I think it's important that, you know, this, the community understands the level of diversity that Billings presents. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's really interesting because my my dad um, is from the Philippines. I'm Filipino. And he um, got the opportunity to do his fellowship in New York City. And at the time, um, jumped on it, was able to, you know, move his family over and um, kind of, uh, you know, seize that American dream. Um, but when you're a physician and you're in New York City, you know, most of the practices, the job offers that come out, you know, the ones that are coming from the city, um, they get snapped up really quickly. And the rural places are the ones that you'll find a lot of foreign doctors um, because they don't care and they're just going to try to make it and send money back to their families and, you know, the various countries. And and that's what happened with us. So growing up in Kentucky, that's where we landed in a job where it was, I mean, just a very small rural community. We had to, um, we had to drive to get rice. Now that probably isn't the case anymore, but we had to drive to Chicago to get rice, to get those things that we were familiar with. And then just to, um, uh, you know, just to find anything normal. So going to a restaurant, um, I remember having stories of my uh, my father's friends packing rice with them because okay. they had no idea how to eat potatoes. You know, like, they didn't understand like they all of these things that are so natural to them. They just didn't have, and so they had to make their best. So growing up being Asian, being Filipino from immigrant families, is that I was very much um, ashamed of the foods that I ate and our cultural differences. And so all my family tried to do was like, just try to be like everyone else. So we spoke Tagalog at home, but I always responded in English. They wanted me to learn English really well and be very good at English, um, but I could understand them in, in, in Tagalog. And I remember the first time when we were in Indiana, I invited a friend over to spend the night and my mom made Filipino food and I was just in full fear that they would think this is the most disgusting thing ever. I don't know why I would have that concept, but that's what it is. So growing up, you just have this feeling that like whatever you have isn't as good as what is currently presented to you. And you, you know, it's, you're a little bit ashamed of it, but at the same time, you take pride in this community that you help, that you, you know, you find your community and you kind of relish um, the the similarities and, and enjoy that. And now as I got to college and I'm growing as an adult, I'm noticing that, you know, it's not so much as just trying to fit in. It's actually just trying to be yourself. And that's enough, you know, to be able to celebrate what's great about where you grow, you know, where you grew up and share your story and say, you know, try this because, you know, you might like it. And, and I was right. I think, I mean, I mean, Filipino food is really good. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, having that, and I think it's really important because sometimes, like I said, you know, just to physically look at you, right, we would make some misconceptions about, you know, we would definitely certainly start with the Asian part, which is not fair to individuals. And I tell people all the time, we need to stop making those decisions based on the things we see mm -hmm. and ask more questions to make people feel more comfortable so that they can represent their own culture, right? right? And so I think that's really, I think that's really, really important. So now you've you've been in Billings, you have children, 
and now you're raising them in this community. How, 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 talk, talk, talk about that, your this, this experience of being a parent in the Billings community. Yeah, we were concerned a little bit about going into a community that would they be accepting of a biracial couple. A long time ago, that would be a very difficult thing. Um, Not that long ago, it it, it could have been a a difficult thing for me, (laughs) potentially from both both sides of our family, right? Um, But I feel like there's been a lot of changes where my kids have been really accepted um, for who they are, and and that's been. I find that the community has been very welcoming and curious. And you know, my kids grow up in a different way, where they're excited to tell their stories about going to the Philippines and and the weird things we eat, you know, for breakfast. And you know, it, it is, and that's refreshing to me. But I I do find that we still have to always check back and say, you know, kind of revisit things about. Um, how people, how my little girl sees herself, you know, does she see herself as a, a, a beautiful, um, uh, intelligent young person as she is on her own, not for being, you know, uh, an Asian girl or a Filipino girl or, you know, whatever it is without these all these different labels. And I, I don't know. I think that there, I, I'm not quite sure about uh, just the physical appearances, if that is still something that people struggle with. Because um, I know growing up, I was always taught that, you know, um, that's Filipino beauty, not not American beauty. And that was always in my head. Well, maybe I'm okay for a Filipino girl, but I'll, I'll never be the same as, as, a, as a white girl. And I don't know if that is still in the same thing with my, the kids. Like, do they see Asian boys? Like, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm only so emotional only because literally before we got on the mic, we were having a conversation about this very topic. And <laughs> it's hugely impacted me currently. I'm talking about hugely. I won't go into the story, but um, it's real. It's still real. And it's still real on a lot of levels. And so the fact that you are checking in with your daughter to ensure that she is getting what she needs and creating that foundation, I think is hugely important. And we could talk about that offline. But yeah, I, it, it's real. It's real. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think so. I think that it's inherent to kind of my experience growing up and, and then looking at social dynamics within the schools, thinking, I wonder if she's going to go through what I went through with these same kind of doubts. Um, will that be a factor for her or for him for that matter? You know, it, it, for sure. Yeah. So, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch gears just a little bit because you are so multi-talented. I want to hit on a couple topics. So I know that you have, uh, you know, you, you've done this thing called city council, right? No. Uh, well, you, you, you <laughs> I tried. No, no, so, 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 so you've done it. Like you, in my opinion, it's not about winning the race. It's about being in the race, yeah, right? Sure. I mean, and I say, when I say you've done this thing called city council, it's mean like you put yourself in a position to want to be representative of something in this county. Mm-hmm. So talk about that experience, just going through the process. What got you there? What, what made it so passionate for you? Well, I think, you know, I think about I struggle where who I am as a person. You know, I dropped everything. I, I was, oh, well, I'm sorry, I was raised to, stand on my own I went to this great school got a you know this education and then what did I end up doing 
Um, I married a doctor and I am working at a doctor's office, which was my first job when I was 16 years old. So there was a similar, like, where am I? What am I doing? And I, I know I'm a business owner. I know I do different things, but there's those things in my background. And um, I wanted my kids to see who I am, you know, beyond, like I wanted them to get a sense of my authentic self. And so when my son came in and he said, is this what you always wanted to do for your life? And I remember getting really excited with him. I was like, I'm just trying to make a living. <laughs> just trying to see how, you know, show you what hard work does. And I think, you know, I want them to be proud of me and I want to make a difference. And what part of myself have I been ignoring? What talents, um, uh, what else can I give? Um, and after you, after your kids get a certain age, you can start going back and saying, oh, here's what I have. And, and that was one of the, this process getting into it. Um, I've always been interested in politics. I've always been interested in the community, but the most interest, like the most exciting piece was just meeting all the different people and especially the women at the different stages of their life. So you have your, your young women, uh, professionals, they're doing it. They're working really hard. Then they have children. And then you're, they think, okay, well, what am I going to do now? How do I make this work? How do I be a really good mother? Um, what do I do with my career? And then you have your empty nesters where they said, okay, my most important thing was to raise my children. What's left for me? You know, with women, we go through these different stages that may be a little bit different for men, you know, that they, they, and so I found that to be really inspiring was this group of older women that were making huge changes. I mean, older in the sense of retired, gray hair, lot, you know, lots of grandchildren, but um, putting all of their efforts into trying to make their community a good place for them. And I think that was what really inspired me. It's like, you know, what I'm doing this is that I want this to community to be a good place for my family and generations beyond. So in the end, when we look at it, this is a place that my children will want to come back to and selfishly will come back to me. Like the community that I'm from, I didn't go back to that community. My parents didn't go back to the community that they came from. We all have kind of been wandering on our own and I kind of feel like that, that needs to stop. Yeah. So, so I, and I think it's really important. Sometimes we get caught up, and I'm and I'm not suggesting that you are caught up in it. Sometimes we get caught up in the win and the loss. Mm -hmm. But I think it's the journey sometimes that teaches our children and the ones that are looking at us and saying, "Well, she did that," that they can they can forge ahead. So, like I'm impressed because people talk about change and they and they armchair quarterback. Mm -hmm. We should do this. We should do this. We should do this. But they are never willing to step up and say, "You know what? I'll throw my name in the hat and see." If I can help change that. Now, the end result, we don't control, right? Especially right. especially in that space, right? right? But the result of saying, I'm willing to stand up and show you how important it is to me, I think those are lessons that those who are watching never forget. And when I when I did my research on you, mm -hmm. that's what I was like, how many people do I know who ran for city council? Like, do I personally know? Yeah. It's less than five, right. Right? right? So so that, to me, is way bigger than the win, because that's not decided by in my opinion, that's not yeah. decided by you. Because if that was the case, then you would already won, right? I, I think that the thing is that I think what, what was impactful is is giving people the idea that anyone, you know, you have a voice. Whatever role that you have, you have the ability to contribute. And here I am I, 
you know, what would be a soccer mom or your school mom that's doing this? And, um, and, and I can make a difference. And so, um, that's what I've heard a lot through my companion. I'm like, I'm just like you. I'm like, actually, you're just like me. We have play dates. We don't do this. And, but, but we have brains and we have a lot to contribute and there's depth. And so I think that the more of those voices that we hear of everyday community members, not just the same people over and over, um, we have uh, something to offer. And that's the win. That is the win, right? So, yeah. No, no, not hope. It is. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it is the win because, like I said, there are young girls and there are young uh, individuals of different ethnicities that are looking at you going, wait a minute, she can do this? then I can do this, right? And so I think you are forging a path that you don't even realize that you're forging. And so congratulations from me to you with regards to being the person that's willing to step up and do that. So last subject, I'm gonna switch gears a little bit, but kind of on the same subject. So I know that you are now co-chairing the Diversity, Equity, Inclusion uh, Board through the Building Chamber of Commerce. And that board's been together, that advisory committee has been together uh, 16, 18 months or something like that. Just talk a little bit about your personal experience and journey in that space. Yeah, um, it's it's an amazing journey. Um, first of all, we get to meet people like you, which he always blows my mind. He says very little and then says something that I'm like, oh, different. <laughs> think about that. So that's kind of weird. <laughs> no, I mean, I think there is such value of just getting all of these different voices together that never get together and um, to be able to hear different perspectives, to be able to talk about things that are uncomfortable um, and, and know that it's safe. Um, there's huge opportunity that we have for businesses that we can offer in regards to the training and the skill set. There's a lot of to offer just within the community as well um, to share stories, to really tie a, the community together. So I think, I'm really excited about the piece that you're doing that gives a lot of exposure to the business community. And I'm really excited for the kind of piece, the cultural community piece that can um, help attract and keep people in this community. So, yeah, I, I think the thing that I'm, I'm most pleased with, with this committee is that we continue to move, right? Mm -hmm. I like I, I cut out a lot of committees and meetings and things of that nature because I just don't want to go to meetings and spend my time disingenuous to myself, right? If there is positive movement, I'm more than willing to be involved. And that's what I think I see in this space a lot. And that's what keeps me motivated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a group that wants to make significant change. And um, it's exciting to be around. I feel very grateful just to be part of that effort. Well, I, I know you're extremely busy with not only with your practice and all the other stuff that you're doing in the community. So I, 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 I can't let you leave without asking you the one question that I ask everybody. What, what is that one model or, you know, thing that you use on a daily basis to drive yourself? Um, I, that's a very difficult question. <laughs> you knew it was coming. Though. I knew it was coming. <laughs> but I, I do think of myself as, um, as a person that's still emerging. You know, I, I I want to be, and what I tell my children, and what I tell, you know, my um, my family is that I I want to I use one of your words to be very authentic, and and to be humble, and to be open to new ideas, and that I that I'm changing, and I can change, and it is a a, a process and a journey, and to just accept that. 
So um, that's what I kind of go into every day thinking, you know, what's going to happen, um, something that may change my mind, and that's all right. So, so I, I just coined it. Emergence is continuous. It's so much better when right? you say it. Just say that. <laughs> that will be three words. I just heard you say it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and that is my TED Talk for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. Like, I, I think it's good because I think people think, like, you know, we get to a point and we stop. And I think they need to understand, like, that growth is continuous, right? I think so. I think the most inspiring thing you can do is just to talk to old people, to older people, and see what did you do? And what are you doing? What did you learn? And what are you still learning? You know, it makes me feel like there's another day that I have uh, that that's worth it. So you heard it here from Ms. Carmelita Dominguez. I want to thank you so much for taking some time out of your hugely busy schedule to come on the show. I'm sure we'll continue to do work together. Uh, we got things to do. We, we're not done yet. So signing out, William B. Henry. Next time, we'll talk to you soon.